0: Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 105. And today, this podcast is airing on July the 19th. So as a typical custom, we're gonna look at Proverbs 19 today because today is the 19th. This is 29 verses in this proverb. It's great, you will find so much wisdom, so many riches within this proverb. It talks a lot about money, wealth, business relations, and how to navigate finances and behavior, and how that kind of works through our life. And so today, I'm not going to read all 29 verses at all. In fact, this is the second time I'm recording this podcast. The first time I tried to do three verses, and it was just way too much. And so today, here's what I want to do. I've narrowed this down. I want to look at Proverbs 19, verse number two. And I want to share with you something that I do on a regular basis that is going to be, it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit strange. I have this pattern where I do this activity. And anytime I tell somebody this, they say, you are absolutely crazy. And you know what? I'm glad. I'm happy to be a little bit crazy. So here's what I want to do. I want to read Proverbs 19, verse number two. And then I want to tell you this activity that I do. Proverbs 19, two says this, desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes haste with his feet Misses his way. This verse is wonderful. I want to explain what it means, and then I want to talk about what I do because of the way this verse is written. When it says, desire without knowledge is not good, I can picture this as Solomon thinking about a younger experience, right? Some moment where he was on fire to do something, and he just started making haste. He started running after this thing, but he didn't do any research, he didn't do any counsel. He didn't listen to any mentor. He just started running. He didn't learn from anybody. He just had this desire to do this thing. And so he went after it. And it says, whoever makes haste with his feet will miss his way. If you just start running after it, next thing you know, you're in a tornado of all kinds of activity because you didn't have any plan. You didn't have any purpose. You didn't know the why. You just had this, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. So you run after it. As, as he's writing this proverb, I can't help but think, this is one of the things that I do for myself. I will write a letter to a younger version of me. I can hear in Solomon's words here, him telling a younger student or a younger person, listen, desire without knowledge is not good. I've been there. Trust me. Let me explain to you something. If you just start making haste with your feet, you will miss your way. And it almost sounds like this personal experience, I made this mistake, or this experience happened to me, and I'm going to give you the wisdom to not let that mistake happen to you too. One of the things I started doing a couple years ago is I started writing a letter to the younger version of me. And what I would do is I would go back through my journal and I I would see an experience that was very difficult, or an experience that I wish I did differently. Or something that happened and and I just, I didn't handle it well, or something that happened and I did handle it well, but I was stressed out the whole time. And so what I will do is every couple of weeks, I will write a letter to the younger me. And it does two things. Number one, it gives me the confidence to share my wisdom and my life experience in a healthy way to someone that's younger than me. I can find someone that's a few years earlier in ministry or a couple of years into the ministry and be able to tell them, hey, whenever you plan an all-night event for student ministry, (laughs) let me tell you some of the pitfalls that I found and some of the ways to navigate through this. And see, if I'm able to articulate it, it's a helpful thing for that younger minister. Or maybe I find somebody younger in marriage who's a newlywed or just a few years in, and I have wisdom and experience with my marriage. And so what I've done is I've written a letter to the younger version of me Hey, Anthony, whenever you were in year seven of your marriage, it was a difficult year. And the reason was because of these outside circumstances. But one thing you did was you consistently took care of your, of your family. You consistently loved your wife. You still went on date nights. And even though it was hard, even though financially you couldn't afford the big extravagant trips or the big gifts that you wanted so badly to, to give your wife, don't feel guilty. You still did the right things in the right moments. And so when I write that letter to myself, a younger version of myself, I read it. And first off, I can say to a younger person in marriage, hey, listen, here's a couple of things you really need to work through. Be sure you don't neglect date night. Be sure you don't neglect time that you can spend with one another. Don't worry about the big gifts. Don't worry about the big trips. It's okay. It's just a season. It will last. But one thing that you need to do to make sure that there's more seasons is pour into this part of your marriage. And I know that from experience because I've seen it and I'm, I'm through that season. I'm through season number seven or year number seven. And so it helps me to be able to mentor someone else. It also helps me and it's therapeutic for me to see it's going to be okay. So when I look back and I write a letter to the younger version of me and I say, listen, you were stressed out in this year. (laughs) You had a lot of things going on. Financially, it was difficult and your leadership around you was difficult and the people around you were difficult and this situation was really, really hard, but I promise it's gonna be okay. You're gonna make it through. And not only are you gonna make it through, you're gonna grow and you're gonna learn. And the more you learn, the more you grow, it's gonna help down the road. And so when I do that and I write this letter to myself and sometimes I'll even put it in an envelope and set it in a little file folder that I have, I just begin to think, it is going to be okay. And so the next time I go through a difficult season, I can trust that God's going to bring me through it, because he did already. He's brought me through it. It's a great way to think about, man, God has been faithful. We tell people all the time, think about the ways God's been faithful in your life. The problem is, we don't actually write those things down. We don't actually think about those things in the way that we've been brought through something. We just think, well, I made it through the loss of my parent, or I made it through the sickness of my child, or I made it through this difficulty in my job, or I made it through this. We, we don't actually think about how we made it through, or what specifically we made it through, or what God did to bring us through. So today, maybe you just need to write a letter to the younger version of you. And maybe that's not for you. It's not for everybody. Like I said, it's weird. Most of the people that I tell I do this, they're like, that sounds great and all and very artistic, but... It's not for me. If it's not for you, that's okay. Just know this desire without knowledge is not good. Trust me, I've been there. And whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. If you have a desire to do something, a desire to go after something, put some knowledge with it. Don't go into anything blindly unless it's just God saying, Go here, like he told Abraham, and whenever you get here, I'll tell you where here is. Uh, If God's telling you to do something, go for it. But if you have a desire in your heart to make something happen, put some work and effort in. And when you do, you won't make haste with your feet and just take off running. If you just take off running and don't know the direction you're running, you're going to miss your way. So today, maybe you just need to hear that. Maybe you need to write a letter to yourself. I'm not sure what you need to do today. Maybe you need to find somebody younger than you that hasn't had the life experience and give them a little bit of wisdom today. And you don't have to preach to them. You don't have to tell them, here's what you don't need to do. Don't do this. Don't do this. Maybe it's just, hey, if you want a little bit of wisdom, I learned from this same scenario that you're in. I went through this year of marriage was difficult. This year of my kids' education was difficult. And here's how we walked through it. Here's how we got through it. Did we do it perfectly? No, of course not. Here's a couple things that I'd love to have changed and some things that maybe you can learn from and, and grow in yourself. That is so helpful to the next generation. The next generation needs your voice. So maybe it takes you writing a letter to the younger version of you. Whatever it takes, pour into the next generation.